Are you a service-based business owner looking to increase profits to fund your lifestyle? Well, this podcast is for you. We bring you inspirational guests sharing actionable tips to solve many of the struggles you face each and every day. And now, over to your host, Paul Higgins. Welcome to the Build, Live, Give podcast. And if you're a first-time listener, I hope you enjoy the experience. And if you do, please subscribe. If you're a regular, really appreciate your support. Take notes. I know I always do, but if you're out walking, riding your bike, doing something, there'll also be a transcription at the end as well. And you'll really want this because our guest drops a lot of value bombs in today. So a little bit about our guest. So in short, he loves doing one simple thing, and that's helping thought leaders, experts to be like, known and trusted through social media. Right, So you do what you're great at, and then he and his team goes and does all the rest. So you know he's got a brilliant service, and it's one that I listened to this guest on a podcast, and I thought, and I followed some of his content, thought, we've got to get him on the show to help you. So what are the three key things that you'll learn on this? One is how you can create your own video podcast in less than six weeks to repurpose it on social media, which is really important, right? You do the one asset and then it's recreated by Mark and his team. The next is what platforms are hot and what's hot on those platforms. So Mark will go through that. And then the last one is how you can turn a podcast, a video podcast into a book, right? So yes, books are important, but there's a really easy way to do that. And our guest, Mark, takes you through that. So what I'll do now is hand you over to Mark Savant from marksavantmedia.com. Welcome, Mark Savant from Mark Savant Media to the Build, Live, Give podcast. Great to have you here, Mark. Paul, what is up? Excited to be here and talk shop. Let's go. Yeah, well, I found you by listening to you on a podcast. I listened to so many, I can't even remember what it was, but you inspired me to reach out and said, I've got to get this guy on the podcast. So, you know, you love, well, I'll tell, I'll let you tell people what you do. But the big thing I took out is you make social media and content a breeze for busy owners. So tell us what you know about that, that uh, many don't. Yeah, many years of pain and suffering, I think is what it what it's all about. I mean, at the, at the end of the day, Paul, what I do is I help people make better content in less time so you can focus on what you love, right? We all understand that social media and our, our digital presence is important. It's, it's the new storefront, okay? If you don't have a social media presence, you basically don't exist. So we all understand we need to be there. The, the challenge that I solve is how do we stay there? How do we stay top of mind? develop no like and trust without falling into the trap of that hamster wheel that's just rolling and rolling with no end. It's that carrot that just dangles in front of you in perpetuity. So that's what me and my team do is we help people get off the hamster wheel, get back to what you love while still maintaining a very strong presence online. Yeah. And you know, the obvious question is, how do you do that? A lot of different ways. It really depends on the the business owner, the entrepreneur, the coach that we're working with. Um, but I offer done with you solutions, mm-hmm. done for you solutions, and done by you solutions, or or any homogenization therein. Um, but that's really how I service the the need of the client. You know, we get we sit down. I I try to learn about their business and what their goals are. Some people, I think, the key here, Paul to success as an entrepreneur is really focusing in on what you love to do. Yeah. Right. The stuff you don't love to do, you either want to hire that out. You want to find an agency 
But if you get stuck in doing all the things that you hate, you, you don't actually get the time to spend the te- the thing, spend time on the things really going to turn the needle on your business, the thing you really love to do. Yeah. Well, look, my example of that, to be honest, is uh, you know, Instagram and Facebook. You know, it's a it's a tick in the box exercise for me. I love LinkedIn. So I just tallied up the other day that uh, in the since I, I had a transplant, since my transplant, I've got over three million views on LinkedIn, just posting organically, Amazing. right? And I love doing that. For me, I can write a fifteen minute post, or take me fifteen minutes to do it, and I can get you know a hundred thousand views to a post. So that to me is just, you know, that's, that's easy. But when it comes to Insta, when it comes to Facebook, you know, now with, uh, you know, YouTube and Clubhouse, it all gets a little bit uh, difficult. So I suppose for me, like you often work with people where they might have a social media platform that they love, but then you also help them get across all like IE is omni-channel still something that you recommend people do. Yeah. So, I mean, you bring up a really good point here, Paul. LinkedIn right now is hot. It's a great place to be. You can reach new people, very powerful networking tool, right? Facebook is is kind of like that thing you just check off. Yeah, I have a Facebook. Everyone's got a Facebook page, right? But therein kind of lies the problem. You know, grandma doesn't care about what you're doing, right? But that business owner who's trying to build their business and B2B sales or whatever they're looking to do, they do care. And they're on LinkedIn and they're there for a specific reason to network to grow, to build their market, you know, but Instagram, you know, okay. So let's back it up just a little bit. The the key here, Paul, is that there's a shelf life to all these social media companies. If you were really going in on Facebook 10 years ago, huge success awaits you, right? But you now we're at a life cycle where it's almost impossible to reach new people on Facebook without running ads. It's, It's basically impossible, right? But on LinkedIn, you can do it. If you're leveraging YouTube the right way in the search there, if you're leveraging uh, short form video content, like on TikTok, you know, or on Instagram reels, these are ways that you can pick up new organic reach. And so again, we kind of go back to my, the core value proposition that me and my team offer and that we help you create better content in less time. So you can focus on what you love because we're in the trenches day in, day out. We're seeing what's working. We're talking with other experts. So you know, we're trying the new stuff all the time because the new stuff is where the edges are. You know what I mean? Trying the thing that worked five years ago is not going to work today. You need to be trying the new thing and and quickly adapting with a market that changes very rapidly. Yeah. Well, I think one of the things that LinkedIn just released that now you can only send a hundred connection requests a week, right? So, you know, we used to, or a lot of people used to send 70 to a hundred a day. So now that's, changing just on you know what is hot for you know for most of people that are watching and listening you know we're all selling b2b and we're normally selling you know services of some form what is super hot at the moment from your deep understanding really it's always the new thing okay so when something new comes out the social media companies all basically go to battle over it right who's going to do it the best so i think the the hottest thing right now is short form vertical video content Right, TikTok kind of paved the way, and then Instagram took notice, and they in- introduced Instagram Reels, and then YouTube said, "We're not going to be late to this party. We're in too." And so they crafted YouTube Shorts, and these videos actually perform quite well on LinkedIn too. Surprise, surprise, you know. So you know, we kind of back it up a little bit, and I I really loved what you said, Paul, about you know I can write up and prepare a forty-five minute um, piece of content, and that's going to reach a hundred thousand people, and and that's props to you for building that network up. 
most entrepreneurs, most business owners, they don't have a network like that on LinkedIn, right? They create a post, it reaches a hundred people, a couple hundred people, maybe a couple thousand people, right? Um, so for me, what I do is say, hey, instead of spending that 45 minutes on that one post, how can we spend 45 minutes and get six posts across six different platforms? You know what I mean? So, because again, you never really know what's going to take off. And the more at bats you get, the more chances you get to hit the home run. Yeah. And, 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 you know, one of the key things I saw on your website was, you know, create a video podcast in six weeks. So yeah. Tell us a little bit about that because I'm assuming, and you know, I do the same thing here is, you know, my video, this interview basically becomes the, you know, it's the the centerpiece that then creates all the repurposing from there. Yes. So, you know, a lot of people I talk to say, oh, I just don't know, you know, like it's so hard creating a podcast, et cetera, but you know, six weeks, tell us how you get someone to turn around in six weeks. Yeah. And, 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 Quite frankly, Paul, if you've already got kind of an established brand, you already know what your message is. It could be it could be like this weekend. It could be like tonight. You have your podcast going, right? Um, although I, I think that you do want to kind of be strategical about it. Otherwise, you end up spending all your time. But I think you hit the nail on the head. Is you just are able to build your network very quickly with people that you generally wouldn't have the chance to speak with because you can provide them with value. Okay, so for example. I got to I got to make a connection with the CEO of Ripple. It's a so it's a company that helps people create social media content. Surprise, surprise, right? Yes. If if I didn't have a podcast, I never would have had a chance to get on the phone to pick his ear to develop a, a collaborative relationship, maybe even a strategic relationship where we scratch each other's backs, right? Um, not physically, y'all, but not literally, but you know. You get what I'm saying, right? So yeah, I did go there, but thanks for taking that image. Got to take it. Look, listen. I love back scratches. Ask my wife. I'm all in um, on on those. But so that's to me one of the biggest advantages of your video podcast is you get to get face to face with people you have no business speaking with, right? I've had tons of really great people. Everyone from presidential candidates to celebrities to sports, tons and tons of great people, NFL, um, Super Bowl champions. Never would have had the chance without a podcast. So that's A. B is that is that you're creating an actual media company. You're creating media that's actually going to be helpful to people on the back end. But you, depending on how much video editing you want to do or audio editing, you might not have to do anything. This is one of the best solutions that that I like to focus on is you show up, you get to talk with something and someone amazing for 30 minutes. You send the file to us, we do the rest. Yeah. That's it. That's it. And then all of a sudden, you've got hundreds of hours of content. You're reaching people all over the time. You're building your network. And believe it or not, there's ways that you can actually monetize that show as well, whether it's through lead generation, affiliate marketing, sponsorships, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. Yeah. Brilliant. And, and you know, we, so when you say the, the six weeks as an example and the strategy, because a lot of people say, well, look, what what do I talk about? You know, it's that that strategy piece that sort of holds them up because you know they're becoming more aware of brilliant services like yours, where you actually take the heavy lifting. But to me, it's around that strategy piece that I feel a lot of people get stuck on. So, mm -hmm. you know, how do you uncover that strategy and how do you work with people to work out how their show is going to be successful? I love this question. the The answer is it it a it's not for everybody right? And, yeah. and the answer is it comes down to questions and understanding what the person's goal is. Why do you want a podcast, right? Who are you trying to reach? 
What is your core message? What is the bold statement? How, what is, where is your, what is the problem that your bet your listener has and you have the best answer to that problem, right? And we start to kind of go through these questions and it, and it really helps us to, to gain a better understanding, both my team and the client as well, because a lot of times I feel like we think we know what we do, but then when we start actually explaining it, it's like five minutes and you still don't actually have it. You still don't actually know what you actually do or who you actually speak. So there's, there's a process of going through the, I think all the questions, Paul. Yeah. Um, but honestly, once you're clear on these questions and, and, and your firm, I mean, you can go, you can go very, very fast. Right. Um, but I, I think that's the key that the problem with most marketing companies that, that I see are that the marketing companies that that go the wrong way is they don't spend the time to actually ask these questions. They, it's kind of like going to a, a, a car lot, right? You're in every, you know, they're the hammer, everyone's a nail and they just, they just want to sell you a car. They're never going to sit down and really get to understand like, Oh, you have four family members that need to sit in the car. Well, you know, we don't have that many seats in, in this particular vehicle go with the cheaper option. Right. And so it's, I think it's about asking questions to understand the problem in the sooner that you can understand the problem that you're solving. That's kind of when things start to come together. Yeah, and and how do people now? What's the best measures of rating success for a podcast? So you know they come to you, they get it set up. It's you know it's repurposing across multiple platforms. It's great there. You know, like for me, you know, I have you know maybe a thousand people every time when I release a podcast that listen to me that no one ever would. So that's a, definitely a measure of success. But what are some of the other things that measure success when someone's got a podcast? Well, success is measured in different ways, right? It depends on the person, depends on the goals, right? So if your measure of success is, I want to create a hugely popular show that gets thousands, tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of listens, that's a different goal from the business owner that's saying, I want to create a library of content that answers frequently asked questions. I keep getting asked the same questions over and over. I just want to create a library of content that answers that. And then it, I mean, that is hugely valuable in video too, by the way, which, you know, we haven't really even gotten into at this point, but I really think of measuring success is what is the actual goal of, of the person? Um, and, and that's really important too, when talking about it, like if your goal in podcasting is I want to quit my day job and go all in on podcasting, like my friend, that is a long road. Like you might not be executing on that for five to 10 years. I think that the key to success for me is it's turning the needle on whatever your goal is. Typically, in my opinion, it's it's generating leads or building your network with relevant people, right? And making sure that you're able to be consistent and that you actually enjoy the process. You know, because if you're not consistent and you hate the process, it's it's probably just not going to work. And you probably need to look at another strategy for creating content. But I think that the reality, Paul, is most people don't like podcasts because there's just a lot of work on the back end. There's the editing, there's the fine tuning, there's the promoting, there's the marketing, there's organizing the meetings, there's there's all that. But I find that if you just keep it simple, I get to talk with someone that's interesting for an hour and that's it. That's a win. Most people really enjoy that part of it. And that's yeah, what yeah. I try to highlight. 
Yeah, that's that's brilliant. And we've certainly, you know, over time built it to that. And yeah, it's it's thoroughly enjoying and just yes. on a book versus a podcast, right? Because, you know, a lot of whether you use thought leader or industry expert, whatever the term is, you know, a book was sort of the key sales tool in the past. I've got my book that you can probably see at the back there, which is Build, Live, Give, which was, you know, probably a little bit more when I left corporate and started to run my business and what I'm doing today. And I'm thinking, you know, maybe do I launch another book or do I just stick with the podcast? You know, when people come to you with with those options, the debating, how, how do you sort of guide them on that? Well, the reason, Paul, it is a great question. The reason I think that video podcasts are the king is because you get the most value for your time, basically, right? I'll give you a perfect example. This is kind of another strategy. I'm just giving it all away for free. I'm giving, it, giving you all the wins here, right? So we talked about like the video interview type of strategy. Another type of strategy is what is a topic that I'm very knowledgeable about that I want to that I want to talk about or teach someone on, right? You create a, a short, maybe 15 minute audio segment where you go deep on this one topic. Maybe you write out a list of five or six bulleted points that you want to touch on, and you just record yourself video into the into the web webcam or into your phone or your DSLR or whatever you've got, right? Well, then you've actually got a thoughtful piece of information. And once you've got that video together, that could be your podcast episode for the week. That could be your YouTube video for the week. That could maybe be six different clips for social media because you're hitting on these different bolted points. And heck, after you've done enough of these, you can even transcribe that and turn it into a book. You know, so you you get, in my opinion, again, the most value for your time, if you, if you understand that you need to be in a lot of places at once, you get massive value for your time when you start being thoughtful and strategic about recording video content, because it just, you can blast it everywhere. Yeah, great. And, and look, I know that, you know, quickly before we leave for another topic, you know, people say, but, you know, I don't like my voice. I don't like me being on camera. Like for me, I took forever to go from audio to video, right? It was a big, like, uh, you know, the elephant in the room. You know, what are some tips to help people get over that hurdle of, you know, like who'd want to see me on video? I'll tell you what, I hated my voice for years. Now people tell me I've got a great radio voice, right? It, it, I think that a lot of times, Paul, we just get in our own heads. Yeah. You know, we keep thinking about what is everybody else going to think? Newsflash, everyone is going to think you're crazy when you announce that you're launching a podcast. Oh, it's just another podcast. They don't know. He doesn't know what he's doing. You know, he doesn't know enough about that topic. For, you got to forget them. You know, you just got to forget them. You got to focus on on what's important to you and the people that are sitting around you and, and giving you that those toxic vibes, those negative vibes. You don't need them. They ain't helping anyone, you know, surround yourself with the people that are actually going to lift you up, encourage you, give you constructive feedback, right? Say, Hey, listen, your intro is way too freaking long. I don't want to listen to a one minute cheap jingle, right? Just get into the meat, get into the meat. Um, but to your answer, just hit record. Don't even post it. Yeah. Just hit record. Just get into that rhythm of even just, just recording, you know? And I think that is once you've taken that first step, it's kind of funny what happens. You start to develop momentum and that's one foot, two foot, three foot, four. And it goes from there. I'm, I'm in Dr. Seuss mode right now. Sorry about the one, two, three, four. I got, I got a five and a two-year-old at home. So, yeah. Yeah. And look, and, you know, especially at the moment, we're in lockdown here in Melbourne, Australia again. But for me, you know, podcasting is just a brilliant way for me to, you know, because I, I live in Australia and work in, in the US. And what a brilliant way to cover, you know, those different 
uh, zones is by having yep. a, a video podcast. People get to see who you are, but they see it when they want it versus, you know, in the old days, it was, you know, limited to when you could actually get there. So last question before we move to the next section is Clubhouse, right? So, yep. you know, I hear a lot about Clubhouse and I know before we went to air that you spoke about, you know, success you're having on Clubhouse. So, you know, for my if I'm running a consulting business, you know, what should I be doing about so firstly, should I be even interested in Clubhouse? And if I am, what should I be doing on the platform? You should absolutely be paying attention to what's happening in Clubhouse right now. It's kind of there's different types of rooms. And so just for anyone who's new and doesn't hasn't heard the word Clubhouse before, Clubhouse is an audio-only social media app. Okay. It's similar to every other social media app, and that people get there and they gather and they they're social, but there's no texting, there's no video, there's no photos. It is all audio all the time, okay? And because of that, it's ex- it's extremely powerful. It's extremely unique. It's really hard to fake the funk. You know what I mean? When you look at someone on Instagram, they're sitting in front of a Lamborghini and they're, they've got some smart comment. Like It's sometimes hard to tell if that's real or not, but when you get into clubhouse and you actually start having a conversation with someone, you can very quickly understand this person has no idea what they're talking about, right? They're so for me, it's, it's a really good way of weeding out, you know, who actually knows what they're talking about, who doesn't. Okay. So that that's a B it is incredibly powerful for networking because that same problem about knowing who is legit is resolved already. It's been incredibly powerful for me linking up with, I mean, Benji Travis, Jasmine Starr, uh, Justin Brown, Sean Cannell, uh, Billy Samoa, Sean Anthony. Like, I could go on and on. Holly Taha. I, like, my network has just exploded because I'm able to get in rooms with people that are experts. I'm able to share some pieces of wisdom or have a dialogue. And I say, hey, you know, I'd love to talk to you about this more. Let's hop over it on Instagram and let's have a, a chat. And then all of a sudden you have a new connection on Instagram and then maybe it goes over to LinkedIn, you know, so it's, it's really powerful at building up these different platforms. Um, and we can get into strategy on how to leverage Clubhouse, but at the end of the day, this is the key. All right. This is really, really important. Everyone in the back, listen up. This is important. If you want success on Clubhouse, you got to speak. You got to speak. That's it. You got to speak. If you're just sitting in the stands, just listening, you're, it's going to be a waste of time, in my opinion. Most rooms are just not going to give you what you need. You got to get up on stage. You got to speak. You got to find your voice and find your tribe. Start collaborating. Yeah. And yeah, so true. My dad used to have a saying that you want to play basketball on the court or in the stands, right? And the yeah. only people that can win is on the on the court. So uh, you've inspired me to do it. Maybe we'll have you back to talk about specific strategies. But before we go into the next section, which is the live section, I just want to talk to you all about have you got a sales system that will get you your next million in revenue? And if you have, brilliant. But if you haven't, I've got a pulse check, which allows you to answer nine specific questions in less than three minutes, which are the ones that I've combined over my 28 years worth of sales experience and narrow it down for you as a consulting business owner to see if you've got gaps or not. And if you have, then we'll work on a plan on that in a free strategy call afterwards. So just go to paulhigginsmentoring.com forward slash pulse. So the next section, Mark, is around habits. And what are some of the favorite habits that make you successful, especially with two young children under five? (laughs) (laughs) It's tough. It's tough, baby. It's tough. Um, So I think 
in because I've historically been very much a sleeper inner type of guy. I like to sleep in, right? But I think that getting into a routine has been very big for me. Um, just in a normal sleeping routine, right? Getting into a normal routine on how much food I'm going to consume. I, I I don't exercise as routinely as I'd like to. I exercise when I have time. But I think another thing that's been really important for me is there are days where my brain is just done. It's spent. And I, I realized that standing in front of the computer with 25 different screens open, it's not going anywhere. So I said, well, what do I want to do? I, I got to get away from that. Well, how can I be productive with that time? Generally, it's just going out for a jog or, or moving my body. And then I feel re-energized and I get back into it. Um, or maybe again, it's just getting a good night's sleep. I don't know about you, but there are days, uh, all, the, all the entrepreneurs out there, I want you to DM at Mark Savant Media on Instagram, DM me. Higgins. Okay. DM me Paul Higgins on Instagram. That's at Mark Spot Media. And let me know if you've ever had a time where you just looked at what you were doing and said, this, this is just not working. This isn't going to work. I want to hear from you. DM me Paul code word, Paul Higgins on, on, uh, on Instagram at Mark Spot Media. Let me know. Uh, because there are days almost daily where I feel that way. And you know what I do? I just get away. I just step back. And I, I get away from the computer for a few minutes and I find that that's really for me the best time to move my body or to sleep. And afterwards I feel re-energized and I, I feel like I'm actually ready to get after it because it's, it's, it's to your point earlier, it's really easy to be hard on yourself and to start doubting everything. You know, you're, you're seeing that 15 year old in front of the Lambo. Why can't I do that? Just get some sleep. Yeah, that's, look, that's my mantra. It's a great one. And, uh, you know, when I, I got down to 6% kidney function, which I wouldn't recommend that for anyone, but what effectively means if you haven't slept for, say, 24 to 48 hours, that's how I felt every minute I was awake. Oof. All the toxins that were meant to be cleaned by my kidneys sat in my brain, right? So it was just terrible. So now that I've got a, a kidney transplant and I'm back to probably about 80%, I make sure that I have, so, it, you know, at middle of the day here, which is soon after this podcast, I'll go for, for a ride normally on my bike if it's nice weather. Then I'll have a seven minutes meditation. I'll have a 22-minute nap because they say that is the precise hmm. time. I'll have a 22-minute nap. I'll have a cold shower, and then I'm back into it. So believe me, that 22-minute that nap for me, it's just amazing the difference you can feel after that pre and post. So completely agree with you. Sleep is critical. Well, sleep doesn't have to always be just at night in your bed, right? There's other ways you can get sleep. So the next section we'll move on to, Mark, is that give section. So what's a community or charity that you support and why? Yeah, so this is an interesting question. Something I was I was kind of considering. I don't really give cash to a specific charity, right? Um, but the cause that that I I'm willing to volunteer my time towards is education, education for young people. Um, I could go really deep on this, but I'll just give you a quick example. I speak to a, a local high school. You know, they're underprivileged kids. Local public high school. Most of the kids are not you know well off. And, you know, I was in the financial in insurance industry for over a decade. And so one of the local teachers said, hey, can you come start talking with, with the kids here? And I'll tell you what, I've spoken to several classes now there at this high school. And it's, it's, it's really shocking how little these juniors and seniors understand. They're about to go into the phase of their life where they're getting a job. They want to buy a home. They want to take a lease out on a car. Maybe they're going to take out college debt. And I'll tell you what, Paul, out of the all the classes that I've taught. Do you know how many knew what a credit rating was? I'll give you a guess. How many have known what a credit rating well, was? I'm assuming it's less than ten percent. Zero, not Zero. one. 
Not one knows what a credit rating is. And I I just look at it. How are you actually able to make critical financial decisions if you don't even know what's driving them? You know, so I think it's something that doesn't get talked about enough. We talk about a lot of problems over here in the United States, but almost never talk about the education of of our young people. And so I, I think it's a massively underrated problem that we have. Yeah, well, great for doing that. It's funny, my just turned 17-year-old son came up and said, Dad, I want to get a credit card. And I said, what for? He says, because I want to make sure that I've got credit history, positive yes. credit history. And, and I'm like, what 17-year-old kid ever talks about that? So anyway, he he might be the exception because he has been trained well by my wife, not definitely not yes. by me. But there you go. There's a great example. And well done for you giving your time back there. So the last section is the action section. I'll ask you some questions to get some rapid fire responses. So the first one is what's a piece of technology that's essential essential to running your business? Well, gosh, there's so many. There's so many. Give us a couple. Just give us a couple. I I would say certainly uh, video style interview systems, right? So Zoom is really important. I use a program called Riverside. I actually have a free trial. If anyone's interested, hit at Mark Smart Media on, on Instagram. Um, but yeah, I, I love Riverside. It's a great way to record video and audio. I use a program. I use a uh, Google drive is the cloud that I use for my team. And it is fantastic. It's very cheap. Although I'm starting to look at Dropbox because I need something better for clients. Um, I love, I love YouTube a lot. I, I, I gotta say, and you know, that's not really necessarily a technology, but it's just so powerful for learning and for teaching. It's so powerful. And then my light, my lighting system, uh, a softbox light is probably the most under, we all have a ring light, but if you get a little softbox light, it can just transform a room. It absolutely transform a room for like 80 bucks. You get two fantastic softbox lights that'll just completely transform your videos. Yeah, so what, what, what do you recommend? What brand? Uh, I, th- I mean, honestly, I'm using a Fovitech right now. Yeah. You know what? I'm going to just swivel this so you can see. I'll give you the backstage pass here. Here yeah, you go. Yeah, yeah, beautiful. Bam. This bad boy right here just looks yeah. just like that, right? So it's just a Fovitech. There's there's a bunch that are quite similar. So I wouldn't, I would just probably go with whatever Amazon is recommending at the time. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's what I uh, Unless, yeah, unless you're looking at something like five, you know, like a $5,000 lighting kit. Well, then we need to be more strategic. But for 80 bucks, just get the, the one with the best ratings, I'd say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've got a Nero and, you know, it's next to me that I love that. I'll have to ask you post around the shooting to the ceiling versus shooting to my face. But, um, yep. Yeah, that's that's awesome. So we've done tech. The next is uh, sales tip. So what's your best sales tip? Yeah, so I think the best sales tip, at least from a marketing standpoint, is give away your best stuff. Just give away everything that you know, right? And I'm not talking about like, you know, sell, you know, giving all your products away for free. Although if you're an Amazon, then FBA, then that might be an option for you. But yeah, it's, it's, it's giving away your best stuff for free, right? Yeah. So I'm all about content, content, content. What I find with a lot of content creators is that they're always focused on them. You know, look what I did. Look how great I am. Look how much money I made. Look how many followers I've got. Look at me. Look at me. Look at me. Oh, did you see that post that I told you about how great I was? Did you see that one? Make sure you check that out. Nobody cares. I'm sorry. Like, newsflash, nobody cares right? What people care about is, can you move them from A to B? So when you start crafting and creating valuable insights that solve real problems for free, people get hooked. 
and then they want to reach out and they want to get on a consultation. They want to grow your, then they want to join your group or then become your client or consume your content. It's giving away your best stuff for free. And that's not so much a sales tip as a marketing tip, but I, I, I had to say it because I just see so many people make this mistake. If I only get more testimonials, if I only get this big star to, to say my name, like that doesn't matter. Just help solve people's problems day in, day out consistently. And it, it will lead to immense amount of sales. Other than podcasts, what is your best source of new ideas? Well, I'm, I'm in a network with a bunch of people that are always trying different things. Um, I follow accounts that are doing interesting things, you know, so I don't just fall. I don't do follow for follow that it doesn't work. Yep. It, it's actually counterproductive. We don't have to go down that rabbit hole, but follow for follow buying follower that uh, I just focus on what's new. Let's try different things. And I'll work, I'll sit with my team on, on a, a weekly basis and say, Hey, did you see this video that Gary V made? Can we do something like that? Oh, uh, Jasmine Starr has this interesting new meme style. What do you think about that? So I'm always just kind of seeing what's going on there. And I just keep my ear to the grindstone and see what's the, what's the new, what's the, what are the platforms trying that are new this week? Like who's trying out new story effects? What's the new trend? You know, and it's, it's kind of, it's just kind of being part of that universe, which not everyone needs to be part of the social media universe. It's not always exciting, you know, but those are how I get my ideas. Yeah. And that's, and that's the, the exact reason why if you're running a consulting business, like you said, do what you love, what you're really good yeah. at, and then you know, rely on people like Mark who are at the pointy end, learning all those things for you. And it's not just learning for you. He's doing that across all of his client base, right? So you get the economies yes. of scale of one person doing it versus you individually doing it. So the last question, Mark, is the big one. And I'll leave it to the end for that reason. But what impact do you want to leave on the world? So, I mean, this reminds me of something I heard from Warren Buffett just yesterday. I was listening to Evan Carmichael, who's just got a great YouTube channel. He's actually a guest on my show, but anyway, I digress. So Warren Buffett, you know, he was going on about what his end game was. I think that makes so much sense. It's when you die, how many people will actually love you, right? How many people love you when you pass away, right? Because you can buy a house, you can buy sex, you can buy a fancy car, but you can't buy love. You know, you, you have to earn it. And, and, and I think that's really, I think that's really important. It doesn't mean that everyone's going to love you. There's some people that just don't like you. Right. And that's cool. That's cool. You're over there. You could do your thing, you know, but I think that what I'm trying to build is just um, build, build a, a community of people that actually love and actually care about, about me and what, what I stand for. And, and I think that's really what the impact I want to have. And I think that you'll, I've been thinking a lot about leadership lead by example. And I think that your kids, your family will see that and really respect that. So that's, that's, you know, probably what I'm most passionate about when it comes to impact. Beautifully said, beautifully said. Well, if you want to find out more about Mark, you can go to marksavantmedia.com. Also try and check out his podcast. Anyway, don't try, just go out and check out his <laughs> podcast, right? And it's the After Hours Entrepreneur. So uh, go and check him out there. He's a pro at what he's done. You know, I've listened to and watched some of his podcasts on YouTube. But also, you know, if you really want to stand out there, and like he said, it's so much easier now for you to do what you love and then get someone like Mark to go and do all the rest of the work for you, just please reach out to him. Uh, Mark, brilliant having you on the show today, and I really appreciate you sharing your wisdom, and it was great fun. Thanks, Mark. Pleasure, Paul. Keep rocking. So Mark talked about the value of giving away 
all of your content. And I think he did a great job in that today. Also, he asked about your sleep pattern. So please DM him on Insta and it's Mark Savant. So S-A-V-A-N-T. All the links are going to be in the show notes. Uh, Mark Savant Media. So go and DM him there. So if you want to really work out if you've got the right sales system to get to that next million dollars in revenue, please go to paulhigginsmentoring.com forward slash pulse. So also please take action to build, live and give. Thanks for listening to the Build, Live, Give podcast. If you like what you heard, please share it and leave us a review. It would mean the world to us.